Hello, I'm Joan. I'm a Canadian family physician who also works as a restorative medical educator, facilitator, and coach. I create spaces that rehumanize the work of healthcare. I'm creating this podcast to remind myself, as well as anyone else working in a helping profession, that when you are working and caring for your human patients, you are the other human in the room. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for coming back for another episode of The Other Human in the Room. So on this episode, I want to talk a bit about how we start building belief in our new healing human stories. So if this is the first time you're listening and you're confused what I'm talking about, um, on this podcast, I talk a lot about lots of different inhuman stories that we've been conditioned to believe over time. Things like, I'm not good enough. I'm a bad clinician. I I have, things have to be perfect. Otherwise it's not okay. You know, um, I'm an imposter, like all these different stories that we've been conditioned into believing. And so these stories are not from us, but they are when they're unchecked, they are running our lives and producing so much pain and suffering that makes it hard to really feel okay just being an authentic human in the room with your patient. And so um, that's why it's worth finding those stories, finding the places where you feel stuck, where you feel um, stressed, where you feel trapped, and understanding that um, there are there may be other ways to view that situation that will bring relief without you even having to change too much on the outside first. Um, and so just to kind of remind us um, how this process happens when I talk about like being conditioned into believing something, um, like if you have a belief, basically what it is, is a thought or collection of thoughts that you have practice thinking many, many, many times for many, many years. Usually you didn't, um, you know, it's not like when you were a baby, you're like, what's a thought I should think for the next uh, 35 years, right? No, like you were given these thoughts by other people, like, you know, oh, it's not okay to make a mistake, you know, be careful, don't make a mistake. You know, you heard versions of that over and over. And so now it's really just a belief in you that it's not okay for me to make a mistake, right? And and now you start to tell yourself that. So no, you don't have to have someone else in the room looking over your shoulder being like, oh, don't make a mistake. It's not okay to make a mistake. Look, you're about to make a mistake. It's just you now, you know, the call's coming from inside the house at this point. So that is a belief because it's this thought, it's not okay to make a mistake that you've thought many, many, many times, right? And it's same with like, if if you feel, okay, Joan, I know, okay, you're saying that it might not be completely true that it's not okay to make a mistake, or it's not completely true that I am an incompetent physician or whatever, or clinician, whatever um, healthcare human you are. Um, and so we say like, but it just feels true. It just like feels true that I'm not as competent as, as other people. It just feels true that like something bad would happen if I made a mistake. And so it feels true, first of all, because you have been conditioned not only in your mind, but in your emotions to believe it. Like, we don't just think the thoughts we think randomly. They're connected to emotions. They're connected to safety stories and survival stories that our emotions make real in our bodies, okay? So it feels true because literally there's a feeling there. And it also feels true because you've practiced thinking it lots and lots of times, okay? Um... And so 
yeah, the, the thing is like, how do we actually start believing a new human story instead, right? Um, we can often see that the current story isn't serving us. Like I've been working with my one-on-one clients, you know, I'm doing these workshops and group coaching sessions this fall, which has been amazing. And all of the people I'm working with are brilliant human beings. So they are aware like, okay, I know, I know. It doesn't really help to me for me to think I'm not competent. It doesn't really help for me to think I'm lazy. It doesn't help for me to think that I, I'm not okay unless I'm constantly working, like whatever belief it is they have. But it just like feels so true. I don't even know how to start believing anything else because just underneath it feels so, so true, right? And so I'm going to take you through the process that I use personally to really shift my belief system over time. It's a five-step process, I believe, looking at my outline here. Yes. So the first step, which is really the most critical, is just getting awareness of your current story. So I'm going to use the example throughout this of um, a real story that I've shifted over time. So I used to have the belief that I was terrible at making decisions. Um... And uh, this was hard because I have to make decisions all the time. And so say I was confronted with a hard decision, what my brain considered a hard decision. And then I have the thought running in me like, oh man, but I'm terrible at making hard decisions. I would feel anxious. I would, my thoughts wherefore would spin more. I'd be focused on all the times I tried to make a decision and it went poorly and I made a mistake. I would, um, I would um, think of all the times that, you know, I was, you know, actually kind of punished or laughed at for choosing wrong. You know, I would have this whole thing running in me and um, surprise, surprise, I would take longer to actually make a decision. I'd be like waffling in indecision, sometimes for days, depending on what it was, because I, I thought I was terrible at making decisions. So if you see, the thought always proves itself true. In this case, I had the thought, the belief that I was terrible at making decisions, which produced an emotion that led to actions that made it really almost impossible to make a decision. Because if I have the underlying belief I'm terrible at making decisions, then my brain's like, well, if we're bad at this, then obviously this is going to take forever. Obviously we shouldn't try, right? Like, and you don't even try to make the decision because you're too afraid of what would happen if you made the wrong decision, right? So um, that just getting aware that that was a story, just understanding versus just thinking, oh, well, how do I make better decisions? Like just understanding that really the belief I was terrible at making decisions was a thought that I had been repeating to myself over time. That was really important, getting aware of that. And also kind of fact checking it a little bit, which is I um, the podcast I've released right before this one talks about how, how to fact check your story. So I'm not going to get into too much, but even just really asking, like, can you absolutely, absolutely know that it's true in all circumstances at all times that you're terrible at making decisions? Did you decide to put clothes on this morning? Right. Like it's just and it's not about being and I'm saying it in kind of a teasing way, but not in a berating way, but just like, are you sure? are you sure you're actually always terrible at making decisions? Hmm? You know, and just getting a bit of separation from it. So that's the first step is like getting awareness and separation from it. The second step, which I think is super critical, is once you're aware of the story, often then we have a tendency to try and rush to fix it and find a new story because we realize all of the negative fallout, the painful fallout it's creating in our lives. The problem with that is that we've been thinking this story a long time, so we are going to have this story, you know, automatically popping up in our heads for a while still because it's like habit. It's like, you know, writing your nails or something. It like takes time to stop a process that you've been, that's been running in you for a long time. 
And so a critical piece that really helps me is to, is to try and like almost make friends with this old story. Yes, it is inhuman. Yes, it is not serving me, but that doesn't mean I have to like be afraid of it or mad at it or certainly mad at myself for having it. I can really like spend some time asking myself, why does it make perfect sense? that I have this story? Where did this story come from? Looking back over my life, looking at all the times that I was shamed or punished for making the wrong decision, where I was where I was offered a lot of fear stories about there being a right and wrong path, um, you know, and that if you're on the wrong path, like, you know, you literally go to hell or whatever, you know, like some of those were some of the stories I was raised with, right? Um, also, thinking about all the times that you were quite selectively and lavishly praised for making the right decision. You know, sometimes we're not necessarily that punished for making the wrong decision, though there's that too, but also just like the relief and joy of having an authority figure, a parental figure, lavish you with praise for making the right decision. That makes it a bit more high stakes to make that right decision again to get that good praise, right? So doesn't it make sense that Really, this story, this I'm terrible at making decisions story, is a survival story. That it was something I learned in order to navigate um, the conditions of the environment in which I was growing up and in which I was exposed to in university and medical school and all those other places, right? In medical school, oh my gosh, if I thought I was pretty good at making decisions before, enter medical school, where depending on which teachers you had, like, I certainly have some very painful memories of getting, you know, really just like torn a new one, like really berated for making what they thought was the wrong decision and which seemed okay to me. Sometimes us clinicians can get really high focused on there being one capital R right decision, can't we? And man, that doesn't always serve us, especially in something as nuanced as practicing medicine. So I can really offer myself a lot of compassion and my brain and body for a lot of compassion for just having this story and actually almost honor, like, thank you so much for using this story to keep me safe in all of these situations where it was actually kind of unsafe to like really trust my own decision-making where I was really conditioned to defer to the decision-making of others. And that was a, a safer path for me. That can actually, that has some wisdom to it, doesn't it? Right. Um, why did I freeze? Why do I freeze now? Uh, you know, that freeze response from like, you know, fight, flight, freeze, the trauma response. Often if I'm freezing in indecision, it's because it actually served me in the past to hold still and let someone else guide the way because otherwise that person could turn around and punish me for going the wrong way, you know? So, okay, makes sense. Thank you, brain and body for offering me the survival story. And now I'm in a place in my life where I I am willing to consider that I can make good decisions, that I already do make good decisions, that I am amazing at making decisions, for example. And that's leading me into step three, which is finding the new story you'd rather believe. And so one way to find that new story, because sometimes it's hard to see when you're in the midst of the painful story from before. Um, one thing you can ask yourself is, how do you want to feel when you're when you're in this circumstance again? So for me, it would be, how do you want to feel when you're faced with a decision again? And for me, I'd want to feel calm. I'd want to feel confident and I like confident, especially like I can do this, you know, and then what story generates the emotion of confidence for you? And if that feels like you're like, I don't know, have I ever felt confident? I don't know how to feel confident about this. I feel like I'm unconfident about this, right? 
okay, well, when was a time in your life? Is there, are there circumstances now or in the past where you did feel the emotion of confidence? And what did you think about yourself then? And kind of like brainstorm a whole list of things, right? I can do this. There's nothing here I can't handle. I know how to do this. I believe in myself. No matter what happens, I'll have my own back. Um, and then a very powerful one, can be just the opposite of your original story. So my first story was I'm terrible at making decisions and now I can switch it to I'm amazing at making decisions, right? Um, so that's step three is sort of doing a brainstorm and find, and you don't have to choose just one, but choosing a couple, it helps to really get focused on like one or two because um, you're going to be practicing them. And so it can help to really focus on like you're kind of building a new neural pathway. You're 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 changing the way your brain automatically thinks um, by practicing it on purpose. So getting like a one or two max about a new story is very useful. The fourth step, often also missed, but I think is really critical, is showing yourself why it matters for you to believe this new story. This is going to be your fuel to remind yourself when it feels too hard or it's kind of annoying to practice a new thought and you're like, this is this is a pain. This is why it matters. Okay. So what would be different in your life if you believed this new story instead? So whatever new story you have, asking yourself, say I believe that new story right now today. How would I act differently in this situation? So same for me, I'm faced with a decision and I believe 100% right now, say I could imagine, I believe 100% right now, I'm amazing at making decisions. Well, I wouldn't spend any time questioning how to make a decision. I would look at the facts. I'd be less focused on myself. I'd be less focused on my abilities. I'd be actually just focused on the situation at hand and being like, okay, well, what are the options? You know, what do I need in order to make this decision? Like I'd actually just start gathering what I need to make a decision, which would lead me to making a decision more quickly, more confidently, more effectively, because I'd literally have more of my brain focused on just making the decision instead of this sort of self-conscious, self-flagellation thing, taking half your bandwidth so it's harder to make the decision, right? And even if I had an outcome I didn't want, so say it's like, okay, make a choice. So I start a patient on a medication, they come back to me and they're like, this medication didn't work for me. It was terrible. I feel worse than ever. I had these horrible side effects. So if I'm operating under the belief that I'm amazing at making decisions, I now don't look back on that other decision as a bad one or a wrong one. I say, wow, I was amazing at making that decision that day with the facts that I had and the knowledge that I had. And now I'm not going to make this, um, undesired, somewhat a surprise outcome means something about me at all. I'm going to say, okay, I've learned something new that's going to help me make an amazing decision today with this new information. You see how it just like lets you get along with actually like making the, the, the decisions that you want to make anyway. It's fun guys. And so say you're like, okay, I'm trying to practice the belief. What's even the point of this? This is so silly. Remember, that this is what it will actually, it's not just so that your brain tells you nicer stories, like literally your ability, you will watch your actions and the outcomes of your actions shift in your life. It's amazing. So remembering why and really like asking yourself and following three, oh, if I think that I am capable of, um, if I am a, if I think that I am a competent clinician, watch myself grow in my knowledge and competence way faster than if I'm doubting myself all the time, right? 
Okay. And then the final step is actually practicing. So this is the part where you're actually doing the daily work of practicing, telling yourself your new story on purpose. Now, one very important caveat is you do have to actually believe at least partially your new story for this to work. You will know if you believe it, if it induces the desired emotion in your body. So if I make amazing decisions or I'm amazing at making decisions, it's like, eh, like nothing flatline. You don't believe that. You're like, absolutely not. Then you have to find a different one instead. And so there's a couple ways. Like if you really like the idea, like, oh, I want to eventually believe that I'm amazing at making decisions, that would be great. So what you can do, there's something called bridge thoughts, where you can add something to the front of a thought you want to believe eventually. So something like, I'm learning that. I'm learning that I'm I'm amazing at making decisions. Another one is I'm becoming a person who I'm, a, I'm becoming a person who is amazing at making decisions. I'm open to believing that I'm amazing at making decisions. I'm considering that it's possible that I'm amazing at making decisions. See how that just allows. And then it, it takes some of the pressure off. So you don't have to have full belief of it right now. And then another way you can do it is called ladder thoughts. So ladder thoughts are like, Right now, I think I am terrible at making decisions. So how do I think, what are some sequential kind of neutral thoughts that I can think and practice until I have full belief in their kind of the default thought? And then I can move on to the next one. And I'm sort of building up to a belief that I want eventually. So if I want to go from, I am terrible at making decisions, I want to end up at, I'm amazing at making decisions. The first one could just be like, I make decisions. So like, I make many decisions every day. Do I believe that? Yeah, I do, obviously. Oh yeah, I do make tons of decisions every day. And it's just like, instead of just saying I'm terrible at it, I'm just stating the fact. It's just like a neutral fact of life. Like um, a powerful one for like body image stuff is like if you're like, ugh, I hate my body, my body's so ugly. You can just like start practicing, I have a body, right? So that nice like neutral place. So some other things like my ladder about decision-making. So I'm terrible at making decisions. Do I make many decisions every day? to I like the way I make some decisions, to I am capable of making decisions, to I'm pretty good at making decisions, and then eventually I'm amazing at making decisions, right? And sometimes you think you got to do all of these, but then you realize you can jump faster than you think. And then, so whatever method you choose to use, the main thing that's required is practice. Because like I said, your old belief was a thought and emotion story that you practiced having handed to you and then practice believing yourself thinking many, many times over time. So the way to create this new neural pathway, this new brain pathway is to, to practice this on purpose. So for me, like I'll find one of these thoughts and I'm like, I would love to really let go of that old story. And I want this new story in my life. I'm ready to invite it in. I have like, I have an iPhone and there's a reminders thing. And so I have it like pop up once a day on my phone. So then I look at it and I often just leave it on my lock screen. So like on my lock screen, I have these different reminders of beliefs I'm, I'm practicing right now. I also do like a, you could put sticky notes up. Like when I was doing ones about charting and I really wanted to remind myself why it was important for me to chart, I would always put sticky notes up around my computer with the thoughts that I wanted to believe about myself that would allow me to change how I was charting. Um, and, you know, if you do any kind of daily journal practice, or it doesn't have to be daily perfectionist, however many times you journal, um, you can just like write out the thoughts over and over, you know, kind of like doing lines. Or a really powerful one for journaling is asking yourself, what evidence do you have from today that supports this new belief? 
So I have evidence that I was amazing at making decisions today because I I have currently, right now I have a really comfy um, romper on that's like a lounge romper that I love. And so that was an excellent, amazing decision that I made very quickly. I was like, I want to be comfy on the romper goes. I was amazing at choosing what I wanted for breakfast today. I was amazing at pouring, just deciding to pour myself a tea. I was amazing at deciding to do this podcast. And even though actually I'm, I'm a bit short on time, but I'm getting it done and I'm doing what I need to do. Um, I made the amazing decision of walking my son to school today and listening to his hilarious observations about life in the world. One thing I just have to share with you is um, he said to me something that I think he just, he believes is true. He's like, did you know that when we breathe out, our breaths go up into the air and that's what makes wind. And he, and, and I was just like, that's amazing. <laughs> so my, I made an amazing decision to listen, listen to him. I made an amazing decision not to correct him and just let him have that just joyous, beautiful belief. Cause like, I'd rather that be true actually. <laughs> so this is something you can do intentionally. Right. And I've done this practice actually about this specific result. And like, honestly, I, I, of course I still have the old, like, anxiety and self-doubt at times but truly I believe it's so much more than I did before and as a result I am creating evidence because as I make more decisions and notice I don't die that I'm literally creating more evidence that I do make I am amazing at making decisions because I'm doing it and that's showing my brain that I'm amazing at it it's so fun and so over time it's becoming a new belief that I'm holding not just sort of this awkward you know, new thought that I'm practicing. So what's an old story in human story that you're ready to still love, you know, find gratitude for, understand why it's there, but you want to let go. And instead, what's a new belief that you want to usher into your life? This stuff um, is like a new way of thinking that, um, you know, at first I had trouble wrapping my head around. So if you're like listening to this and you're curious or you want feedback on like the new belief and the old belief, you can always email me or reach out to me on Instagram at Joan Chan MD. Um, you can go to joanchanmd.com and check out um, when my next workshop is. And if you if you'd like to do this work one on one, this is like a very um, this is a uh, one of the foundational things I do as a part of my one on one coaching with healthcare humans like you. And so if you want that support of me coaching you and and guiding you as you're practicing your new beliefs, I would love to do that because it's like my favorite thing. That's how lives change, actually, in my opinion. So that's your invitation for today to build belief in the new healing human stories that allow you to show up in your life and in your work in ways that feel authentic, that, that um, allow you to believe in yourself more fully. All right, take care. I would love to hear from you. Please share your human moments in medicine with me on Instagram at joanchanmd or on my website, joanchanmd.com. On my website, you can also find other restorative medical education offerings I have, including one-on-one coaching opportunities and skill-building workshops. I look forward to connecting with you there.